I'm enjoying this meal immensely when all of a sudden, this is the first time it's ever happened in our relationship, there is a belch <laughs> that emerges. It scared the shit out of me. It- My name, of course, as you always know every week, is Aislinn Campbell, and other things don't much change at the table because I've always got with me my buddy. Joe Hilliard. Joe Hilliard. You didn't do your thing. I didn't do... Well, that's because... That's all right. I don't know how... Apparently, I'm not good at introductions. Why? Because they're cheesy. Like, I just want to be able to start talking. (laughs) Welcome to the dinner table. Like, hey, hey, welcome to my house. Join me at the table, friends. What's up? Woohoo! We should create an intro and then just start talking. Okay, I, I actually had a similar thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, boom. Because we've got Get into so the much table, more woman. stuff to talk about at the dinner table than just reminding everyone that already knows what our names are and who's here. Sure. <laughs> I think we should you. do a different world accent at the beginning and just confuse people weekly. <laughs> oh, this is gonna you be said a fun it was episode. a fantastic week, and it really was. Yes, we got to spend a weekend in Houston and now. We are back home, and we're going to come back to the weekend in Houston because we got lots to talk about about that. This is the weekend in Houston episode. But now that I'm home, I am in full-blown recuperate, pack, plant seeds. It's time. We're moving. 21, 22 gardens are about to take off again. We're going to be living on the farm. We're about to be busy. I guess so. It doesn't feel like it's that to me, but I feel like I'm in this place where I'm really setting a very firm foundation for where we're going. Okay, that I follow. Uh That I completely understand. Uh We're in full-blown moving mode. And I've said many times, well, every time I've moved, moving is the worst thing that humans can possibly do. And I don't want it to be that. When I said, okay... We're moving. When are we going to move? And then we set that date. And when I looked back at it, I was kind of like, why did I set that date so far out so Mm -hmm. far? It's because I want to do this in a way that works really well for us. I'm in this stage of life where I am weeding out the things I don't want anymore. And I am planting the seeds for the next decade of my life. Our lives, for that matter. I get it. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and neither do you. And that's the reality that we live in right now. But what now is telling me, what right now is telling me, is that it's time to do it in a way that you don't hate it. And it's not the worst thing that ever happened. It's the best thing because you're transitioning. I've never moved the way that we're moving prior to this move. A move, for me, was always there is a hard date to get all of your stuff out And that's overlapping in a very short window with the place that you can move in. Well, that's the privilege of having two houses. This is how we're making the move. I'm taking what I want out of the house. Things we know are going to the new place. That's correct. Leaving behind anything that could be remotely trash or sold. Just leaving it behind. But then we have an additional over one month to move out. And then and that still leaves me time to clean yeah. and to pull stuff out of my gardens yes. and to undo plants that I decide I want to undo. And It's a slow move. Well, the listeners know that we've been making this move for a year because I started planting on the land and preparing yeah, the land point. and my dad started renovating on the house. So I've been 
preparing the beds to plant the seeds. And here we come. But not just that. This is the first time that we've bought towels together. <gasps> oh my gosh. See, our life... We went to life, Ikea, y'all. I shopped. Our life, the way we kind of acquired things up until now was, all right, you've got seven-eighths of a silverware set. I've got four-fifths of a different silverware set. This is our new silverware set. To, and th- this, and this is our new towel situation. And these towels are kind of sucking. I'm going to go buy a couple of towels. I don't care about what color. I don't care about it. And that's, we went and bought towels like at a towel store. Like with, purposeful. With the same colors and high quality. It's a new thing for us. But one thing that came across me today as I was moving around the house, looking at things, looking at our lives, looking at where we're going, looking at what you and I have built and created together around the home. Like our home is a reflection of us, undoubtedly. It looks like us, feels like us, smells like us. Cluttered. It's us. It is us. And when I look around it, all I see is love. Even sometimes when I get frustrated about the buffet of seeds for the rats to eat at the same time. I love the fruit. I like the fruit fly smorgasbord. (laughs) That's my new favorite chapter this year is the fruit flies. That's not a new chapter. And you know what? Shay Elliott, my favorite homesteader that has got an amazing podcast, vlog, all the things. And she has YouTube, whatever. She showed video of her flytrap in her kitchen mm-hmm. and said, it's flytrap season. Yeah. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Like, I feel like we just threw up like a peace sign across the world at each other. Like, we're farmers and farmers have flies in their house. And that's just f***ing what it is. You were saying that we had <laughs> planted a lot of love into this house. Yes. And it just got me filled with love thinking about these four children That we, because we loved each other so much, and it was not easy, not way easy at all. The whole thing, everything about it. But we made it as easy as we possibly could because we love each other so much. And because love was such at the core of J-Hack Island. J-Hack is Joe Hilliard, Aislinn Campbell. It's kind of our nickname we started before we were even really together. And the thing about it is, is that if you look at the boys living in a room together all these years, and then now they're college roommates and have been roommates for a couple of years, and the girls and the relationships they've developed and the the relationships they've developed with us. And if you look at the art around this house and you look at the Mm -hmm. things around this house, it's love, 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 love. And there is absolutely no way. I know how this shit works. There is no way that we're sending four human beings out onto this planet that don't understand that love is the core of everything and can solve every problem. I can see it in them. I can tell, and it feels so good to me. And I've been thankful for this home that's given us the opportunity to plant those seeds. That whole period of time when we moved in together and then left that house and came to this house and, mm-hmm. and all, you know, and all that shifts that are going to the occur. Shifts. And then that, that, at that same moment in time when all that stuff was going on was when I had that bad car accident. I, I know, I know. So that it was just like a lot, an explosion of everything was happening all it, at once. Yeah. So today, as I explore empathy and, and trying to figure out why, what I would call authentic emotion is not easily within my fingertips sometimes. I'm allowing myself, almost even putting myself into situations where emotions can be stirred up. Remember what I told you last mm-hmm. night about 
when we were watching Ted Lasso, yeah, we were catching up with the new episode that had just been released, and it was like, I don't know why, but this show feels so good. It gives me feels. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, after the episode, I looked, I turned to you. I said, look, there are tears streaming down my face. <laughs> and I cracking up. I mean, it, it just, made you laugh. Yeah. Then I said that, but no, no, it makes I you laugh in, because I get it. But, I but totally I'm also, I'm also saying to myself right now, a real person would exper- be experiencing emotions, Joe. So, so what are they? Uh-huh. A so, real person. So I was by myself yesterday and I drove into the driveway and I knew that I was walking into a house where art, where it's starting to look a little bare around here. Yeah. Art has been taken off of the walls. The art that we were going to keep is, has gone to the house. And the art that we're going to sell or give away is going to remain here, as you say. Mostly. But knowing that I'm about to walk into what's being deconstructed, I allowed myself or I, I said, what are you feeling, Joe? And I started to kind of, you know, get allergies in the car, if you understand <laughs> what I mean. We have done such a good job here, I think. Yeah. That is the conclusion. And when you move, you're saying hello to a lot of new adventures. Uh-huh. And in this case, many, many. Uh-huh. But you say goodbye to a chapter. You turn a page. Yep. And looking back at the chapter that this was, mm-hmm. it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was weeding and seeding. It was the, you know, I tell people, I truly believe this. I tell people that I am leaving on a different path this time from a cosmic loop huh. 2013 to 2021 was massive it was a time warp i don't even know how to explain that but it was a time warp <laughs> yes and when i look back on it i'm like wow i feel like we were caterpillars and then we got into a cocoon and now we're about to like have wings uh, yeah. and like our babies oh are getting their wings and not like their forever wings, like the next phase of wings. Okay, there's absolutely nothing I can do except change the order of the podcast right now. One year ago today. Time What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Did you know this? A year ago today was, and then out comes the butterfly. So if, and if you didn't know that and you put all that together no, just then, oh, <laughs> this is a seasonal podcast. It is very seasonal. It's so weird. I, one of the things I love the most, we are so seasonal. We are so cyclical, but it's not just the year. It's seven years or a hundred years, you know, and we're just cyclical beings. It's very interesting. Well, how do you feel about getting some Indian food soon? Are we in the cycle where it's time to get some takeout? Uh, yeah. And on the notes, it says bendy masala, which is One year Oprah ago season. today, we had gotten Indian takeout. And then that encouraged me to make bendy masala with the okra that you'd harvested. What are you going to do with okra? What are you going to do with okra when you're coming out here? And I'll tell you... As busy as we've been this year with the move part of this deal, I haven't been harvesting this time of year. Like I would oh, say, oh, I've noticed a huge reduction in the amount of food coming into the house. Yeah, I would say even if you looked at seasonally what I was, because last year I was hot and heavy and ready to like harvest, 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 and get growing on the farm and get growing out here and start my business and making it kick off and all. This year, I'm in the middle of moving at this time of year. You know what I mean? So. Some things do have to give. Sure. When you mentioned busy, we're getting busy. No, we're just shifting things around. We're clearly seasonal in our thought patterns because you gave this expositional 
treatise on being an introvert and an extrovert one year ago, how you kind of ride that line. And then a year later, you can see us evolving with the seeds that we planted a year ago. And so, yeah, I mean, over the last year, I've dug deeper into understanding and that makes it easy for me now to say in the midst of a Myers-Briggs conversation that I fall right in the center of a spectrum of introvert versus extrovert. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how I would answer those kinds of personality tests, sometimes less authentically than fully honest, so that I could get to some outcome because I had placed a value on extrovert. I had placed a value on it uh -huh. that it's better to be. But that's so silly. And then you think about the concept of, well, now we've got, we're actually looking back on ourselves. Like I always talk about how I use the garden YouTube stuff that I do as a journal for me. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like a journal for us and especially the way we're using it. And now we're looking back on it, but you're also holding yourself accountable because you're looking back on what you said a year ago. And a year ago, we were digging deeper into understanding the truth about what we really want in terms of introvert and extrovert. It's not even about who I am. It's about what do I want? Do I want that's more good, space yeah, for myself? That's a good point. Because I do. I want more space for myself. Unanswered questions. Last week, we talked about going to P.F. Chang's and the waiter flirting with the girls. And then the question was, did the snap map mm -hmm. request to find out the identity the of the out. waiter? Yeah that savannah did on the way home did it amount to anything mm -hmm. no huh interesting and that's fine with me <laughs> right going back to houston 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 so this whole last half of this season has been leading up to our houston trip do we want to go houston okay Mm, all right, let's oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I remember when you brought it up and I was like, Meh. right. <laughs> Houston. And I said, Houston's got some of the best restaurants in the world. Uh huh. You and I can be very amenable to however we need to be, our e COVID. Right. But we were going to a concert. Right. And I figured that we'd stay in an Airbnb and not a hotel. Right. So we ended up getting an Airbnb that I was super happy with in the Heights area. I was very happy with it. Well, I assumed that the dog could stay with your parents while we were gone. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Airbnb, we can have the dog there. And you were like, yeah, it's pet friendly. And I said, no, we need to take him with us. At the end of the day, that's what he's for, right? He's my companion. And we get here to this Airbnb that you found for us. And it's got this amazing big backyard. And it's Huge. got these beautiful trees, mm -hmm. tall trees. And there's just something about this Airbnb that just gave me all the right vibes. Like there was someone else that lived on the property. Yeah, the owner lived next door. Right. So the main house, that's probably how he pays his bills. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Like his main if house. If Airbnb is open. I mean, if people are traveling. You could just tell that he was creating spaces for people to be comfortable. Like, yeah, the Airbnb has a thing called super host, that the host is a super host. And I've kind of learned that it's hosts that are doing their best to make sure that their guests have like an above average time and not just a bed to sleep in. Right. And that's certainly what he had done. And trees really is the one word that describes the whole weekend. Yeah. How differently the city is than where we live, just three and a half hours southwest by trees and the thing about Those magnolia that tree in the front the trees, yard yeah the thing about that part is is that yes houston is a much bigger land mass than corpus christi is Oof. 
and it's packed in with people. But it's in the same climate as us. But we don't have those pine. We don't have the pine trees. I'm going to start pointing out every pine tree. Okay. I'm going to start pointing out all of the trees here that were also growing there. Okay. Okay. We just quit planting them when they died, or we just gave up on the ability to grow things down here. Yesterday, a friend of ours posted on Facebook a split screen photo of a tree line street Mm -hmm. and kind of that suburban new build area where no trees were planted. Right. And said, which would you rather live in? Right. And everyone said, the tree line street. Well, and if you look at the history of Houston, you're going to see that Houston pretty much looked like what you're talking about. I'll and then, but then his follow-up Woodlands, question... yes. There's places in Houston that had green. They did. But then the follow-up question, do you do that by imposing a new like city law or ordinance saying that new builds must have trees? Yeah, to the developer, not to, to the, the person that owns the land. To the developer. And yeah. to me, the answer is yes. Yeah. Because you could tell as we drove through Houston that everything had been given some level of forethought. In neighborhood development. Probably the biggest deal above and beyond like laws that make people do things is teaching people how it works. Because a generation followed by a generation who's not seen anything grows, assume that things don't grow. Uh, I see your point. That's the thing that makes me so mad Uh, about the South Texas part of this whole conversation. You can grow all kinds of stuff right here. Now, there are things you might need to do to help get past the initial human problem we created you might do need to do a little regeneration but we can do this here too okay we're going to houston and i already had i had a negative attitude about it and part of the reason i have a negative attitude about it is because in my mind houston is a giant concrete bowl right and it collects water and it's been flooding but after a Freeze season, flood season, and clearly some design elements and forward-thinking people planted seeds so that this bowl that they created would actually build in the ability to absorb and handle water and weather. And they've created a biodome, basically, in Houston. Like, I literally saw something different there than I remember seeing. Now, granted, I understand that you were taking me to places that were purposefully green on purpose because you know And I was taking you on routes that only someone that lived in Houston would know. You were magical with your parking and your traffic movement in Houston. You were magical. Good job. The traffic problems in Houston that are real are mostly based on that the suburbs and the downtown area, there are only a handful of pathways in and those are jammed up with people trying to go between those two places within the city you you can bypass all of that so yeah i was able to kind of take us on swift you know well it's the same thing i say about corpus christi too and the fact of the matter is why are you on that street at four o'clock dummy you know yeah i go to the places where i'm gonna have the nicest drive so that i'm not annoyed that it's taking me longer to get from one place to the other but we, we went exploring in the car for a majority of saturday at one point, I was like, I don't know, just keep driving. Right. This is nice. and, and I would hear you comment over and over and over again, look what they did, look what they did, look what they did to probably solve an urban problem that had been created a generation or two ago. Sure. But it was, a, it was perspective shifting. 
Meanwhile, I'm about to avoid all those inconveniences and move to the country. Gonna eat a lot of peaches. Okay, peaches. I'm going to move us along. <laughs> we got into Houston, went straight to our Airbnb, chilled out for a little bit, got to know the place a little bit, and then it was off to dinner. I had looked for and asked some Houston friends, what are the places for the 15-course, super fancy, let's just ignore the price points, farm-to-table, sustainable food? Weeks ago, and when I went at that point to look for reservations, I was seeing that the entire notion of dinner from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. was booked. And that was the first time I got the impression that Houston is bustling. Houston people are out I know. I um, told somebody the other day that if you watch the news about Houston, you would think that Houston was flaming, crazy, burning to the ground, people running and screaming. And But actually what I saw was a lot of people out having a good time and eating delicious food and like participating in life and, and going to walking, to and, tree, right. walking down tree-lined paths Without and walking their dogs and meeting dogs at other... Like, Started looking specifically close to our Airbnb and found Savoie. All the farm-to-table, sustainable. You can yeah. order anything on the menu, Aislinn. Don't worry about meat. And there's a few grain-free options, so don't worry about that either. It was very hoity-toity, and I wore a really awesome dress. <laughs> we got the cheese and meat board. Uh-huh. We got a delicious tomato burrata salad. Mm. And then I, we got some pork belly. We kind of appetizered it. But yeah, the crowning thing that I just went on and on and on, like for days, I went on, you know, y'all know how I am. I'm like, oh my God, it's the best food I ever ate. It was carrot butter. On that meat and cheese board. One thing on the entire huge board Mm. filled with meats and cheeses. They gave us us this small. And creamy. I wanted a gallon of it. It was so good. Carrot butter. Sweet. It was so good. Now, I, I told Joe, you, you gotta learn how to make me carrot butter. It wasn't butter reduced with carrot added and then re refrigerated. No, 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 no. They call it butter, like apple butter. Right. Uh-huh. I, I've got to figure out how to make this. Uh huh. It was so good, and it was all of it was really delicious. The tomato burrata, like the individual heirloom tomatoes, like I could pick through the tomatoes and find the most delicious one. Oh, this one. Da, da, da. It was kind of like the one of our salads in cheese. that there were a bunch of mm. different varieties of tomatoes exactly. within it. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like tomatoes off a truck. Yeah, and then the pork belly was amazing, and there was something else on top of that that was really like a, It was a cherry sauce. There, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, was. We'd gotten some piece of pork belly here in town a week ago. I can't remember where. Mm. And it was just this fat. I don't think I ate that. It was that. a big chunk that. of like what amounted to eating the fat off, cut off of a steak or a roast. Mm-hmm. So I was hesitant to order the pork belly. I'm so glad we did. Got me thinking about where restaurants buy their different cuts right product it was really good it had a crunch it had a a meat texture alongside the fatty texture that Mm -hmm. pork belly when it's done right is so good it's all about the quality of ingredients of course and i mean there's privilege to that there's no two ways about it that is the reality of it you can have this type of stuff in your own home but then you got it like even you being challenged to like learn how to cook that stuff well, if you're gonna spend butter. that kind of money on those kinds of quality ingredients then what yeah. are you gonna do with them and make them taste exactly you know don't waste that investment but there's a billion other ways to have some of the most delicious foods, which we also learn at all these different places that we went to in Houston, that are quality ingredients that are not at the ridiculous prices of a very, very white tablecloth Savoie, you know, like with the clink, clink wine glasses of everything you drink out of, even your water. 
Now, the next day, Saturday, was concert night. Yeah, and I had gotten into my head because I was super excited and serious about the dog going on this trip. He had been so much fun on the camping trip that I was really looking forward to vacationing with my dog. That was a thing for me this time. So I had already gotten into my head that Saturday, a part of Saturday was gonna be for him. We're gonna spend some time, we're gonna go to the shops, we're gonna find him some like really fancy clothes, we're gonna take him on walks. You going out and purposely shopping is not anything I'm used to. Exactly. You're like, no, I wanna go to dog stores? So that put us on a path to hitting up the dog stores, checking out a dog bar which we learned had brunch so maybe that was the answer to brunch before we deviate from this and before you start buying a bunch of outfits for the dog (laughs) i'm not in support of dogs with clothes no no i don't need him to have like a tuxedo tuxedo yeah no yeah no what i'm looking for is like bow ties okay even then and also he wears a chongo on his head that i'm 100 percent. we need to get that all like with some cool, like, I'm a man. I'm Kai Shen, god of wealth and power. White people don't know this. Like They're... a cool tattoo? A tattoo? <laughs> tattoo. I don't know. Like a, hold on, take two. Like a cool tattoo? <laughs> oh. oh my god. Um, because I just we had did so find... much fun. Whatever. I well, just wanted to We shop did with find dog. the dog park bar. We did find one. We did. We did. And we thought we could even eat brunch. Even there. that place was a trip, man. Yes. Everything about that was a trip because. There was something about me and my dog that was very attracted to this woman that was like the dog checker in her. Very attractive. And you would think that it would be about the dog, which I think that it was, but I don't think it was about the dog. I think it was about me and it made me feel weird. And so then I was like, cool, I'm going to take the dog out there to play in the dog thing. Yeah, there was right? an indoor this restaurant, there was an outdoor bar, and then you went to the backyard, which was uh, like... AstroTurf covered uh, a big, big dog area, a small, small dog area. Fire hydrant features would have water gushing out and the dogs could play in the water. And it's 1130 a.m. Balls, frisbees everywhere. It's 108,000 degrees in Texas. Yeah, that's about right. In the middle of the concrete Houston. And... There's no shade. That's a small dog park. (laughs) Really, really either. But there's also no small dogs. Like Great Danes began arriving. And this lady is like following me around. But we have mimosas in yeah. carafes. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. there's a lot going on. Right. And I'm, I've got this tiny little five-pound dog who's now being chased around by, by a Danes. puppy. Right. A Great Dane puppy who is literally only four months old that is like tackling him. And, th- and he's screaming. And I'm just like, oh, And she's like, I'm you br- can get a carafe for $2 <laughs> more. You can get a carafe for 2 <laughs> shh, 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 shh. And it was not bad. It was, I mean, it like, was like it a was- Portland Teppanyaki <laughs> restaurant up in there. I just had deja vu like literally like everything about that was that same moment in time and Kai Shin was hiding behind me he was looking at me like I was fucking crazy the Great Dane's puppy's paw was larger than our dog we both looked at each other and said let's, let's go here. find brunch somewhere else right. and we found this great place local eats and it was this great little market and it had all these goody little like snick snacks that we could get so I was like all right tonight I'm getting my snacks from the, after we get home from the concert, when we get home, because you know I'm going to need some munchies, I'm going to have all my little snacks put away down there, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I started thinking about that. But we'd also figured out that they had a nice little breakfast brunch type of situation there. I saw duck fat breakfast hash on the menu. Mm-hmm. I just ordered it. I didn't even read the description. Wait, do you guys have gluten-free bread? Yes. 
perfect. I'm having the breakfast sandwich, which was, you like know. Like an egg McMuffin-y type situation. Yeah. Those two items, duck fat breakfast hash. Can't order that here. A gluten-free breakfast sandwich, which has got all the you know, meat that you'll eat within the bun that you can eat, doesn't exist here. Which, by the way, if there's anyone listening that um, runs a restaurant that serves breakfast sandwiches, there's a bread called Genius. It's a gluten-free bread. And you can serve your sandwiches on it for your guests that need gluten-free bread. And that would make us so happy. We're at the outside dining area. We've got our dog. The people at the table over next to us have their dog. There's a lovely group of women over there. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I'm enjoying my duck fat breakfast I'm, hash. I'm nibbling on my delicious sandwich and drinking my lovely ginormous glass of champagne. You know, you could have got a carafe like for $2 more. It was like a gallon <laughs> of champagne. This was actually good champagne, and I wasn't being chased by someone. <laughs> like, right. I'm enjoying this meal immensely when all of a sudden, this is the first time it's ever happened in our relationship. There is a belch that emerges. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. From you. <laughs> I burped so loud, you guys. <sighs> like every, like, everyone and that's not even how you burped. That the women near us jumped. Like, like they jumped. <laughs> they, they thought there had been a wreck in the street. <laughs> my, if my dad was listening to this, he'd be like, oh, no, that sounds just like Aislinn. <laughs> The concert is in the Woodlands, which is 45 or so minutes north of Houston. The and I've already got bad attitude about this because my experience with the Woodland is you have to walk 800 miles yeah. to get to a place to park, yeah. to get to the concert, right. the whole thing. The concert venue, though, once you go through all that headache, is one of the best music concert venues in America. So I get us a dinner reservation up there at a place called True Food Kitchen. And know that if we can park there and not be towed, because we're breaking some kind of rule, mm -hmm. we could walk about 300 feet to the front door of the concert venue. Mm -hmm. I parked the car. Now, this is in one of these like outdoor malls, the future mall, where the malls mm -hmm. will not be the big building inside that can be deserted someday. But Which is funny, because I think that morning we drove past a huge, massive, you called it a ghost mall. Empty, I was like, empty mall. oh my God, look at that mall. It's completely abandoned. And you're like, oh, is it a ghost mall? I was like, what's that? Ghost mall. Eventually, shoppers reject the mall experience, and it's a big, empty, or maybe it's got like one or two functioning stores, uh -huh. but that can't fill up a parking lot in any way. Well, the new mall is the outside mall where you get to walk outside, and it's right. gorgeously designed, and there's trees everywhere. And then there's one store where you're like, oh, I'm going to have to go inside of a store and not just walk Oh, past it was the a store. Johnny Was store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Johnny Was. I walked in, and it was back outside for in about 30 seconds. It feels so good. I love their stuff. It's a clothing line, I suppose. Buy me that. Buy you some of that? Mm -hmm. I looked at some price tags. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be moving and buying furniture and stuff for a little while. So Johnny was not getting bought that day. Johnny was not funny. Huh. <laughs> you got to swing. Joey was not funny. Okay. But yeah, another big deal for me with the event. I don't like crowds. I don't like crowds. Like, I don't like crowds ever. Yeah, right. So that was a part of the decision making. But then we got to the front door. And here's the good thing about not having to, knowing you don't have to walk very far back to your car is that you can be a lot more brave as a woman with a little small bag because these days getting into anything is like a big deal. But this is where I showed off my magic because the rule is you have to have a clear bag or a bag that fits in this size marker. 
And the guy goes... Five inches by yeah. four inches, the a guy small goes, clutch bag. I don't know if they're going to let you in with that. So I just kind of calmly said to the guy, don't worry, I got the vibes. And we go up to the next checkpoint. Yeah, this is the one right before the metal detector. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, I don't know if you can take this bag in. It's kind of close to the side, but no one could make a decision. Yeah. And then... So they just kept passing it to the person that could make the decision. To the next person. If I, Sally or whatever, come over here. And I see her give the eyeball to the guy like, who cares? Like, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. And I was like, I just saw some magic. Because I did not think you were going to get that bag in. Yeah, I knew it. And it is funny how I literally watched four people want to say yes to me. And, you know, that's a part of my, like, going back and forth and having that moment of trying to understand how not to scream at every corporate lineup of rules and gatekeepers that you have to get through these days that if I can have some interaction with actual physical human beings... Like when you want to get a COVID test at the CVS pharmacy? That uh, was like crazy. <laughs> but a part of that is, is when I go in with that like, they're not going to, oh, you God, stupid rules are going to make me follow their rules, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, plus you bought so, it that morning during an unexpected shopping spree. Well, That's the bag you want to use. That's the thing that happens with me is that you take me out of town and then I'm willing to actually go to a couple of stores. See, I learned living in Houston that the best seats at Cynthia Woods Pavilion, where we saw the show, the Black Crows, in case we hadn't mentioned it yet, are the lawn seats. The cheapest seats there. The general admission. I had a great time. We brought our blanket. We brought a blanket. And we even had a conversation. We don't know how crowded the Black Crows, what the draw is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be jam-packed shoulder to shoulder. We don't know if the lawn will be a little loose. So you kind of picked a spot kind of away from where people were amassing. Yep. I wanted to be spread out. I wanted to have my space because I was about to dance for an hour or two, <laughs> however long the, the whole thing was, because that's what the Black Crows are about, shaking your moneymaker. And I literally and that was their intention. Shook that night, my moneymaker. They were gonna play "Shake Your Moneymaker," their big kind of uh-huh. star-making album. The sun's now beginning to go down. This show was magic, you guys. The the grass area around us is beginning to fill up a little bit, but uh-huh. not n- nothing uncomfortable. Twelve feet, probably, from anyone else because of how far back we decided to go. I've got the sun setting around me. There's a band that's already started to play. Dirty right Honey. They were fun. Their music wasn't something I would go out and buy an album for. I got to be honest about that. But I, I thought they had a good vibe, right? Southern rockabilly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Along the lines. Good good. get your moneymaker moving before we come out here to get you really shaking your moneymaker. Sure. But then a storm started rolling in. And as soon as that happened, people started kind of pointing at the sky. You started seeing lightning, all of that. I think I saw you pull up your radar and yeah. look at what the radar and it looked like we were about to get like, wet we were about to get like slammed and i just decided nah we're about to dance and we danced like i got inside my head so much in the idea that i was like everyone that's here is about to lift off of the ground like we're on a rocket ship it was the most amazing fun. And I'll tell you, you it, know it, what? It, didn't, it never rained on us one time. No. But around Lightning. us, behind us. Everywhere. Uh, uh, the stage is in front of us, of course, and there's a big tent structure above it. But behind it... Almost as if I had was a light turned show. on a screen of like lightning above yeah, in a that, oh, like that, an umbrella above the whole like area ozone energy all around us yeah. of like crackling electricity literally going off behind the black crows and chris robinson and he's just like he came out with an umbrella yeah uh doing his crazy, crazy dance, dancing yeah. and just 
And then Man, the, this is so magical, y'all. And then they, began, they began playing the album from beginning to end, which is what a lot of concert guys are doing these days. They're saying, come out and Smashing Pumpkins, and we're going to do Siamese Dream. You know, we're going to just do that album. Yeah. Capturing audiences our age and a little bit younger, but mostly older, that remember album rock, that remember buying a CD yeah. and listening to it from start to finish over and over and over again. Yeah. I had that album and I'm going to listen to that album, but live. And that lightning light show that we got that the people last night and the next night did not get. And I danced like nobody was watching because they weren't. (laughs) And I let you. I got up every once in a while and, you know, we did the butt. But then I would get back down on the blanket, which is... Yeah, I was like, can you get out of my space? A more comfortable spot for me. (laughs) Go take your butt somewhere else. So it must have been the first song on the second side of the album must be She Talks to Angels. Because that song, which I like... I was talking to angels, by the way, I'm just saying. (laughs) Delivered that way in that atmosphere. And also the first time we've been to a concert, really, since this whole thing went down, Uh like that exuberation and exhilaration is that we're... Look, we're doing it again, Uh right? That was a magical five minutes, man. I mean, the whole thing. But that song and that show and that setting... Like a whole concert of people lifting off like a rocket ship. Mm -hmm. It's great. I had such a fun time. Then we drive an hour back to our house and eat the snacks that we'd bought earlier that day. Nom, 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 nom. Now, the next day yeah, I was my to live. find the place, the location where you could find some kind of community garden, some kind of, you know, that you could do your Sunday live, which you normally do in your own garden. I do a 1030 a.m. Central Standard Time backyard garden, community garden, something. And you'd already showed me this area and I kind of was like, oh, well, it's okay. You well, know, okay. whatever. But what I knew we could find it. There are community know? gardens in Houston that you can go walk around. There have to be. It's Houston. It's the fifth largest city in America. I'm sure that there are. We could not find them. They're not easy to find. And I was really and looking good for something very them. public, <laughs> but I needed something that I could just right. like walk yeah. into and just do my own thing. And at the end of the day, there were a few blips and blumps, but I was really happy with the idea that having the chance to show off what's happening in the green spacing in yeah. Houston was really nice. We landed in Memorial Park, yeah, which did not exist in its current stage when I lived in Houston right. 15, right. 17, 18 years right. ago. Right. That's that 20 years of green space development. This was a project we learned that goes from downtown Houston in a network of trails and park systems, which is stunningly designed and a huge success by just looking at the number of people that were utilizing it. Yeah, you took me to something there. You took me to a concert there, and I think that was probably seven years ago. And I didn't remember it being... That was down in the downtown area? Yeah, yeah. And that was also where we really discussed the difference between Houston concert goers and Austin concert goers when it comes yeah. to keeping your space clean as you go. Yeah. That Houston failed that day. Yeah. But um, it kind of is where the end of it is on one uh-huh. side. We were at the end of it on the other completely different got side. Got it. Got it. Got it. A bigger well, green space. Yeah. We were in the, what they call the um, Everglades, I believe. A great trail system and a massive amount of trees that they had planted in a already wooded area. This notion that you were talking about earlier of using trees to create the vibe, really. You should definitely go and check that out. At Houston Memorial Park. Really, I mean, this trip with the dog and seeing what you can do outside with a dog in a very metropolis area like Houston, but Houston is Texas and Texans like to be outside. We took the dog with us to the art museum. So you set a reservation for Sunday morning because we wanted to see a specific exhibit. Yeah, it was um, a traveling impressionist exhibit. 
Mm-hmm. What is it? From Matisse to Monet. Mm-hmm. Impressionists. Yeah. And then you we, you were all paranoid about whether they were going to let us take the dog. I, would a dog museum point, let you take a dog inside? Well, and you know, like, okay, you've got to be checked out of your Airbnb. And we've got the dog with us. And we've already bought these tickets. And it's Sunday. And we don't really, we can't leave the dog at home like we could during the concert. So I'm like, hey, we're taking the dog with us. First of all, my my real inside thought, kind of like walking up with this tiny little bag and knowing, like, they're not going to give me any problem about this dog in this bag. I just know they're not. Number one, I believe that Houston is forward-thinking enough to understand It's a very dog-friendly city. Exactly. We, we did find that out. It, exactly. Dog-friendly city. Yeah. And if you are a good dog-friendly person with a dog in a bag, you're probably dog isn't going to be running all over the place causing me problems in this amazing art museum. So we got to go in and, you know, I had a better time in that art museum than I probably have ever had in an art museum before. Well, you were with me. I think that it's because oh, I'm beginning to see that stuff as the images, the photographs we took, humans took, of what they were seeing in history. Like I even said to someone, if you walk through this with an eye, like you're looking at people's Instagram stories, <laughs> it actually gives life to the person that created that story. Mm-hmm. Whether it's realistic or whether it's fantastical, it doesn't really matter. That person is telling you a story and that's how they did it back then or through the t- through time. And now we do it in different ways. I was amazed at how nice that museum was, the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston. The permanent exhibits that they had downstairs were equally as impressive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To when we went upstairs to the just the, traveling exhibit. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have even... You would have been fine without the other? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the other yes, was a big draw. Yeah, some really amazing pieces... And we've done this thing over the years because we like to go look at art together. But usually we're looking at art that is like gallery art that maybe there's some pieces in there that we can purchase in some range or another because we like art. And we do this thing where we go through the art gallery or the art store or wherever we are and we go, okay, well, you tell me the one that you would buy and I'll tell you the one that I would buy. Well... This particular time, we didn't do that. We exactly. actually were separate a lot during we the were, exhibit because was, of the way you were yes. navigating the crowds. Yes, I was navigating the crowds. And definitely. when I saw they I had stay out of spaces with other people. When I saw they had two Toulouse Lautrec originals, I got a little less creeped out by crowds. Seeing a Monet or two, and a Matisse or two, and a Renoir, and even two Picassos. Uh huh. And these were not. Big works. Is that the first Picasso's you've ever seen? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I've seen Picasso's Understood. But here you, like a time machine, they literally had their hands on that thing that now you are a couple hundred years ago. It's like going to a concert where Bob Dylan, who you can't even understand a single word he says, but you're in the presence of Bob Dylan. Well, (laughs) that, that would be true if Monet was there, but these are, this is as close as we can get with the timeline. Well, you're talking about walking in where, um, Janis Joplin's like, clogs are there you go <laughs> have we done that no <laughs> Jimi hendrix's guitar i don't know i'm trying to think of like lighter fluid stains all over the so, vibe so being in the johnny was and i didn't the know that we were gonna <laughs> i didn't know that we were gonna see picasso's but that was so special interesting yeah. okay, anyway so I, we're moving through this separately and yeah. then we come together at the yeah. end to kind of did you see the picasso's did you see oh did you see the matisse's over there because those were incredible yeah, and then we get to the, you know, like, gift store part. Exit to the of, gift shop. Right, yeah, exactly. 
And we're just, we're just, I'm meandering around. Like I like to meander around and look like maybe there is something in there. And then you're flipping through stuff and we're pretty much done. I think at one point you're like, are you ready? But then you were like kind of walked over and you're flipping through some prints and you pulled out a print and uh -huh. you held it up and you showed it to me. I said, did you see this guy in there? And I was like, that's my favorite piece right there. I was like, as a matter of fact, if they've got that in the bigger size, we're buying that today. Maurice de Vlaminck. I had never heard this artist's name before. He was an impression mm -hmm. artist, Monet time, maybe a little later. And we bought his still life with fish, I yep. think it's called. And no joke, 100% of all the pieces that I looked at that day and all of the feelings that I felt, that one said something to me. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, I but spent, it said something to me. I spent 10 minutes in, in front of those three pieces of those Vlaminks pieces uh, that they had yeah. and that we agreed on that. It was great. was it's, amazing. It's got red in it. So that's part of yeah. it. It's got to be something to do with the red. We I like will the red. post a photo yeah. on our social media of the it's piece that It's going into our bought. new house. It's definitely going into our new house with a nice frame. Oh, so good. And then somewhere along the line, you said, do you know what we should do while we're in Houston? Yeah. Yeah. We should go to Ikea. Yep. Sure, baby. Whatever, whatever you want. We've got to get some stuff for this new house. I mean, listen, the listeners know that you're constantly pushing me to get all the best things that you need for your kitchen, having the tools, and I got to get towels, and can we finally buy glasses and all that? Like, you want to make a home. The listeners there... know the truth to this story. Oh, I don't deny that at all. So there I is a desire. I offered myself up. Uh -huh. I offered my being <laughs> to way? go into the creative space of Ikea with you right. to solve some problems. I have been he to an Ikea. He started complaining, I have been to an Ikea. He complained. I didn't even complain. Listen. I complained. Is this the game? I have been inside of an Ikea, but I do not remember what we just went through. I don't remember it being what we just did. The... Trapped in a maze during the COVID time. That was, if we were there just in normal circumstances and there is no normal, so what does that even mean? Then I, it would have been a different thing. Like there's no real hurry and we can kind of meander, but A, it was packed and B, they don't let you out. It, it is huge. It's the you biggest physical structure than, 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 so I've, than I've seen. And they don't give you a map and it's impossible to get out once you're in. You know, that's how Whole Foods works also. There's a lot of stores that are like that now. However, I was there. I enjoyed with it. You I enjoyed spending time with you. Create this amazing new house we're about to move I into. I think that we did a lot and of that. And we needed we need an island that I hope you're in the process of ordering the pieces so that we have an island. Because not only did I not complain, I was down for the ride. Uh, okay, so in the future, when you're not down for the ride and are complaining in a shopping situation, I will be applauded. You're applauded every day. I mean, like the truth of the matter is you take on the shopping at the store and doing yeah. all the, I'm going to get the things. I, had, the I things. had enough. I had enough Ikea. There you go. Yeah, I'd had enough. Mm -hmm. I thought that as weekends go in a pandemic where things seem to be getting a little, we're on the upswing of nutty right now, this weekend couldn't have probably been any better than it was. It was fantastically fun. Exactly. There was only one thing that was going to ruin that vacation. What's that? Us. If yeah. we had had any, like, as you've said in the past, we will sometimes get into the biggest fights we ever got in on a vacation. Oh, there were a couple of times that I just ignored you. Oh, there were a couple of times that I ignored you. There you go. And it worked out just fine. Exactly. Let's bring this episode home with our random question of the week. 
Okay, so we're asking Myers-Briggs questions right now. I'm enjoying them. And on that spectrum of strongly disagree to strongly agree. I'm with you. Where are you in? You enjoy participating in group activities. I think we're, this is an introvert extrovert indicator. I would say agree. Mm-hmm. Not strongly agree. Agree. It also depends very much on the activity. I think that's a very broad statement. Mm-hmm. So a concert is a group activity. Strongly agree. Is a concert a, synth a pop... group activity though? Yes. Not sure I agree with you on that one. Is a group there? That's my criteria. Yeah, no. You, you have what introverts is a group that don't like group. A group activity is when a group together is goes out and does something together. Something. Oh, like the camping trip. Yes, that would be a group camping trip. Uh, strongly agree. agree if we're talking about the group camping trip. Uh huh. I'm probably agree, maybe neutral. I will tell you that in the past, I would have leaned way towards strongly agree. Mm-hmm. My education and most of the classes I took and everything was always like, I'm the leader of a group, group, but I've gone through a lot of group education. I've learned a lot from participating groups, leading groups, being a part of groups yeah. over the last 42 years of my life. So I can take them or leave them. <laughs> I can take or leave them. I can do outside by myself in the garden for hours and hours and hours. Please don't anyone come out here and bother me to leading the charge of all the farmers in my local area to make some new change in farm policy. I don't know, whatever. I'm probably pretty neutral on it is my point. A big game around the table in a group of dominoes? Mm. <laughs> It depends on the activity. See, I'm going to go sit in the corner by myself, but I'm going to be close enough to be able to hear the conversation. Actually, that's the thing I love about a concert, that I can be, there's people there, but I don't have to be all up in the business. This show... Feels so good. It gives me feels. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.